0: about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me, how many lights you see? Ah! Oh! Night! So this
1: is how liberty dies. There's applause. Game over, man.
2: Game over. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog.
1: And good evening. I'm Miles peeble I'm Chrissy Rathensperger. I think I'm still
0: Dave Sellers.
2: Yeah, we're still debating that sometimes. Yeah. I was telling Dave on his camera, you can't see this on audio, but he looks like the guy from Disturbed, the head lead singer breaking off of it. I know I I'm not it. saying I'm not saying that in a negative I way I love it but, they got some great music they do oh. F- fabulous music but but alright well uh, so t- tonight just so for everyone's aware we have, of course have been working our way through the Stargate franchise doing the pilots and so we did SG1 and we did Stargate Atlantis which I have to release that episode yet that'll come out before this one and then we'll go Stargate Universe and um, and then we'll be through Stargate Unless we decide to do the animated T V series, which I'm not really gung ho about, but
3: we are not going to do. Oh no, well,
2: that no. Miles definitive, we are not gonna do it. There you go. You got it. Um, he
1: apparently has the veto pen. He I does. didn't realize he just ban- until just he has, now.
2: He has the band hammer all over the place, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, but- I- yeah. We will
3: pass on the the, the Stargate animated series. Uh. That- we don't speak of it.
2: Yes. The series which shall not be named. Um, Yes. Sounds
1: like something JJ can
2: come. Yeah. Wow. Um, Wow.
1: Sounds like Miles is pulling a Chrissy, or we just pretend it doesn't exist because we don't like it.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It works.
1: It it, it, it works. It works for me. It really does. Denial is a powerful thing. Yes. (laughs) Very healthy. You heard it first (laughs) here.
2: You know, talking about Stargate, though, you know, I actually was talking to my students about Stargate today. Um, a series that none of them had ever watched. Um, but I was talking to them about it because we were we, were, we were doing, I teach world literature. And the first piece that we do is something called The Hymn of Atten, a- a- which the, the pharaoh Agnaten wrote. Um, and uh, I said, you know, one of the things... We were talking about what do we know about Egypt. I said one of the ways I really learned about Egypt was a show called Stargate. Um, because they they incorporated a lot of the mythology into the show. And so they would bring up a character and then I'd go and research it to find out more about it. And, you know, they were they were building this on, you know, actual, you know, people, events, gods, and uh, incorporating them into the mythology of the show. And so I kind of shared that.
3: to use a
1: stargate reference i did that's pretty cool
2: i should have shown maybe i can use as an excuse to show a clip of stargate
1: yes so educational purposes
2: absolutely absolutely you know know, whatever all right well why don't we go into going uh talking a little bit about what's going on in our sci-fi world anyone want to start
1: well, you all convinced me to watch The Mandalorian. Oh, yes! yes.
0: And, and, and? And, and?
1: And I really liked it. Um, <laughs> So, yes. of course, it was, it was after I, I watched episode nine, because I knew. I was like, I'm going to watch this show, and I'm going to really like it. And then I'm going to think to myself that I should go watch episode nine and get more of this and, and just be angry. So I got my anger out out. Got the dark side out first, um, and then the light came. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciated the um, cinematic references to Wolf and Cub, which is um, based on a Japanese manga, which then got turned into various movies. I mean, down to the music of the Mandalorian show was definitely callbacks to the soundtrack of Wolf and Cub. So if you like Mandalorian, I a hundred percent recommend going and watching Wolf and Cub because they're just, it's like the same cinematic flavor and it's awesome.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. But you liked The Mandalorian, right?
1: I I did I did I re- I really liked it. You know, it was very did western you, in space, which makes sense.
2: Did you uh, did you watch both seasons?
1: I did. I watched both seasons. I am um, not really sure what they're going to do in season three, and I'm not sure that I'm I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it because it will probably lose that wolf and cub vibe that it had going on. So. Yeah. Unless Luke's going to go off be Wolf and Cub, which would Maybe. be interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have such a hard time liking Luke's character now, knowing what they do to it. So disappointing. we'll, we'll oh, see. I'll, I'll, I'll just pretend the other movies don't exist and just enjoy this. There you go. As it is. There you go. Yeah, so watch that. I forgot what else I've been I've just been watching like a bunch of random stuff. I've been on vacation for the last two weeks, so there's just been lots of different series here and there, and I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. Um I tried watching Agent Carter. It was meh. Um Well oh, the Jarvis was fun.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So well, very good, very good. Yeah. And are you playing any uh, any games right now?
1: Right now, I'm waiting for the new expansion of Final Fantasy 14. And WoW and I are just broken up because of their nonsense with the whole sexual harassment scandal and I saw that everything come else. Through, yeah, yeah. Also, the fact that they were getting drunk. On the job and sexually harassing the women. I'm like, so instead of giving me a quality game, you were getting drunk and harassing women. So no, no, we're not going to reward this behavior at all.
2: I'm, I'll I'll take my money.
1: I'll t- I'll take my money elsewhere. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. David, how about you? Uh, tell me about what's going on in your sci-fi world.
0: Uh, what is going on? Uh, Finished Loki. Actually watched it through. Um, enjoyed it. Good. Um, well, what was I reading, listening to? Oh, there's a four book se- Firefly book series. I finished the uh, finished the first book, and I'm almost done with the second already. They're really good. Um, I couldn't tell you the name of it off the top of my head. Are they novels
3: or graphic novels?
0: They're novels. They're novels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm listening to uh, listening to them on audiobook. Um Yeah, they've been they've been really good so far. Um What else oh, I started yeah, my wife started watching and I followed suit watching uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark. It's on HBO now. So going back to it and enjoying some of that old nineties Superman. Well that's cool. Um that's really been about it this yeah. run through Well,
2: yeah you've been extremely busy these past couple of weeks trying to
0: yeah work yeah. extra
2: hours because of l- lack of help you know and talk-
0: now i gotta figure out how- yeah <laughs> yeah now i gotta figure out how to do all that plus get my house packed up and put on the market next week
2: i know well i'm oh, sorry I, yeah it's a it's a lot i mean yeah we we were dave and i were talking today you know there's a there's a little bit of there's a shortage in uh in janitorial staff but i just saw that eastern lancaster county might go virtual because of a shortage of staff wow um so yeah so it's not just hitting uh not just hitting Penn Manor,
0: but oh no it's all over man yeah
2: well very good very good i saw yeah. talk about 80s and 90s shows i just saw that uh um bacula just said something about them talking about a quantum leap reboot <laughs> cool so, oh boy I uh
1: i'd almost rather see them stop doing with the reboots and the redos and like yeah. actually just go be creative but that's just me, um, you and
2: me both. The, the, the thing is there is a nostalgia thing right like so like Uh, i'll go about my uh, sci-fi world you know one of the big things these past two or three weeks has been the drop of the matrix a resurrection trailer i watched that dang thing like eight times i love it and i you know it's not a reboot really it's like a continuation um i love this the, the song they have white rabbit you know by you know jefferson airplane it's just wonderful and um and uh and so like there's a nostalgia that I think is part of it that makes it wonderful. And I get why they do reboots um, because there's a nostalgia factor and the people that watch it initially now are older and have money and can spend money on it. Right. So I don't begrudge them that, but I agree. There's also a balance. You also want some new material out. So
0: that's why we have John Favreau.
2: That's why right, We have John Favreau. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's been exciting in my sci-fi world. I was reading uh, Name of the Wind, finished that, began uh, the second book, Wise mans Sphere, got halfway through and then bailed on it. I've read them before, mind you. But I knew that the Wheel of Time series is coming out, so I began working my way through the Wheel of Time series again. Um, the, I never
0: finished that.
2: Yeah, so I actually started with the prequel, which you know came out, partway through the series but so i'm partway through the prequel and then i'm gonna you know read the wheel of time in the second book and the third book probably not all before the series drops but that's what i'm reading at least um i'm keeping up with what if mostly i'm not didn't watch the most recent episode although here it's the thor as a party animal is actually pretty good um i just didn't watch it yet and the other thing that I watched is I watched shang and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and I saw that in theaters. It was the first movie I saw in theaters, in a virtually empty theater, and I loved it. Kiefer and I both loved it. And Kiefer, of course, said, it's the best movie ever, which she says after every Marvel movie, but um, <laughs> which means they're all good. But it was a f- fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it, really did enjoy it.
1: The bar, so you know, it just gets better and
3: better in his world. It's great that he's still enjoying them.
2: Yeah, so I debated waiting till it gets out in Disney Plus, but you know, I uh decided to see it in theaters, and I was glad that I did. We had a we had a good time watching it. And then I uh beyond that, I've been watching musical documentaries, which isn't sci-fi at all. So what did I watch? I watched the story behind Dark Side of the Moon. Um, I watched uh, a Rush documentary. I watched a Ramstein documentary, and it was good. Some good stuff.
1: But, Me and Ramstein.
2: Yep, that's right, Ramstein. There you go. But it was it was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I I, I enjoy their music, especially when I when I get a little bit PO'd and it's like rock, <laughs> yeah you know. Whatever, I have
1: that song in my head.
2: Which one, America? No, in America, America, <laughs> America.
1: Right. Well, now I have that song in my
2: head. <laughs> yeah, there you go, uh, Warriors band. Yeah, so uh, it's sci fi world, that's kind of what's been going on in my sci fi world. Uh, Miles, you
3: so. Yesterday, I just started watching The Last Man on Hulu, and I, I guess it must have started, you know, a couple weeks ago because there's like four episodes. I'm into the third episode. I'm enjoying that. Um, watching Stargirl on the CW, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, I, I did catch The Suicide Squad. I found it entertaining. Watching Titans on a, on on HBO. Um, Sorry, M can't be here. We're going to talk about the the plot line with with Titans this, this uh, season. Uh, catching occasionally Star Wars, The Bad Batch, and there's some other Space Battleship Yamato out there. Uh, I found one on YouTube. It's called St- Space Battleship Yamato Resurrection. It's on YouTube. It's in subtitles, but uh, it's, it's still pretty good. I'm still reading the Star Trek Picard novel, uh, Rogue Elements, by John Jackson Miller. Um, I just uh, pre-ordered the um, the new Star Trek novel, Coda, Part 1, written by our friend Dayton Ward.
2: Ooh very good yeah well very good it sounds sounds very good but well tonight we are talking stargate universe miles do you want to take us into our discussion of that
3: sure so just a little um a little background stargate universe is the title of the third live action uh, science fiction television series in the stargate franchise Produced by MGM, the show entered production in early 2009, and premiered in October 2nd, 2009, on sci-fi and space. Um, Stargate Universe was filmed and produced in Vancouver, Canada, where much of good sci-fi is made. Uh, The cancellation of the show was announced on December 16th, 2010, and the final episode was May 9th in 2011. Stargate Universe, while still, still having occasional comedic moments, is a darker undertone compared to other Stargate series. S.G.U. is much more character-driven and puts more emphasis on internal conflicts rather than external. Uh, the series largely lacked a persistent external antagonist. The most prominent antagonists in Stargate Universe include the Aleutian Alliance, the Nakai, and the Berserker Jones. Berserker drones. However, unlike as uh, in Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis, these races do not drive the overall series and instead serve as a minor plot arcs. Uh, SGU opposed to being driven by such an antagonist. is more focused on the journey home, exploration and, and sheer survival.
2: Very good. So. so where do you want to start talking about this?
3: Well, um, I'll tell you, you know, when, when I first started watching a show, I, I had not really. That was one franchise I had not delved into. And when Battlestar Galactica wrapped up, uh, I needed a new show. And SGU was on the Sci Fi channel, and it kind of had a BSG vibe. Yeah, I didn't see SG1 and, and Atlantis, but I thought I'd give this show a try. And if I liked that, I could always go back and watch the other two, other two shows, which I end up doing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still. And I'm now still a huge uh, Stargate fan, but um, that that was my foray to Stargate Universe.
2: Well, you know, so that says something about Stargate Universe, period. Because if it was the gateway drug into Stargate, period, um, that meant that it was that the series itself was good enough and was interesting enough that said, you know, I want to go back and see where this came from. Um, but they are quite different shows. I mean. There was a way more serious tone and darker tone in Universe than there was in SG One and and then Stargate Atlantis. Um, Did that did that shock you at all? Going from one series to the next, how did that
3: feel? It it was it was such a different vibe between the. I mean, I was used to the 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 vibe in SGU felt familiar because it kind of had a. A, a BSG vibe and, and be, being like character driven, being like a survivor or survival drama, that sort of thing. Um, but, but yeah, the, the vibe was, I mean, at time, I mean, S G one did not take itself seriously. I mean, um, I don't want maybe maybe that's the wrong thing to say, but it's just, it was just, 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 a, it was much more lighthearted. It was different. Um, and I like, like the description I read that there was a, you know, a, a definitive protagonist, and that kind of, you know, there's like the survival of of Earth was often the, you know, a lot of the motivation going on. Um, now, I, I I really enjoyed SG One and Atlantis, but I could also understand, in a way, why SGU might have alienated the fan base because it just. It put the it turned the franchise on set as far as the tone of the show. The tone the tone of this show, and the other two shows, is so different. Um, I mean, it, it didn't alienate me, but I could see where it might have alienated the fan. I mean, there were a lot of, probably a lot of fans that wanted Atlantis to keep going. There's like it's only five seasons. There's still much more stories to tell, and so I, I'm not saying I would have done it, but I can understand why many fans would have probably given up on on it. Uh, because just it was just so different and um, I, I guess it was a different philosophy in producing shows by the time Battlestar Galactica and SGU
1: was around.
2: Right, right.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this was made in, what, 2009, which was just post crash, like economic crash, so I think a lot of shows took on a slightly darker, okay. less optimistic Tone than maybe they had before, um, and also there was like less clear, clearly cut of you know this is good guy, this is bad guy sort of external conflict like we had post two thousand one nine eleven in a lot of cinematic universes.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't uh, you know maybe. What they appealed to people with, with SG-1 Atlantis was it was kind of escapist in a way. This show was definitely not escapist. It was good job. It was good writing, but it was just, um, you know, if you want to try to forget what's going on around you, this show wasn't it. Yeah, it
2: was definitely, I like your comparison to Battlestar Galactica because Battlestar Galactica certainly was a grittier show. Um, and this is what this one felt like. I mean, it's not, it's not that it didn't have comedic elements, but that certainly was not the forerun. I mean, Eli himself is kind of was kind of the comedic relief, but even there, there was a seriousness to his character. So,
3: right. I mean, he was. The, I mean, I, I, and and with the one uh, sergeant, uh, the one Marine who um, that uh, uh, young um, lets out at the end. I mean, I, there, there are times that you know he. I thought he in a comedic element, either with, just with his dialogue or whatever. I mean, I, he was one of my favorite characters on the show, but. Um, right. Uh, the, the, the Sergeant Greer character I thought was funny at times, but but this, this show is just much more character-driven with uh, with our heroes. Right, right.
2: Yeah. Now, is this the one with, um, and I'm getting, getting Lannis and this mixed up, did this one have uh, Lou Diamond Phillips or Robert Patrick as a military sergeant?
3: Uh, your Lieutenant Diamond Phillips was uh, what was was what the colonel. He was supposed to take over. Uh, he he was supposed to go through the Stargate to wherever the ninth chevron led, and but then he you know he, he led the squadron of fighters to keep the uh, Lucian Alliance away.
2: Right. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, I, I. I. You know. Yeah. You know. So going back and rewatching this this didn't, you know, 2009 or what, uh, you know, uh, oh, almost 13 years, 12 years after, uh, this show still felt very fresh to me. It didn't feel dated. Like, when you go back and watch SG1 the first season, you're like, man, the effects and stuff is really dated. But I'm not, I wasn't feeling this way um, about about it when I rewatched this again. I thought, well, this seems kind of fresh yet.
3: Yeah, visually I think it still it holds up. Yeah,
2: Dave, your thoughts?
3: It is certainly certainly was
0: different. Um, you know, I, I had watched SG one that land us all before before this came out, and I was, I was pumped. Like, all right, more Stargate. Um, but yeah, from the very beginning, it took on a whole different feel, and. Which was fine for me because it, it it went into some of the more expanded parts of the show that they only really nibbled around the edges of, you know, with dealing with, with the ancients and the gate builders and all, all that, all that good stuff. The but you're right; it, it is very much more of a Battlestar Galactica feel. Um, in also in the sense of, you know, the smartest guy on the show, you know, it, you, know you know, Battlestar. You had Baltar, and, and here you had uh, uh, Doctor. Uh, oh, Rush. What's his name? Rush. Very hateable characters from the beginning. I mean, immediately, Russia's pompousness and his arrogance really, really turned you off to him. Um, it began to change a little bit, I think, if I remember right. It's been a while since I've watched the whole thing through, but yeah, it, it, it was. It's very, very more character-driven instead of you know your daily climate of the week that I was used to. But all in all, I, I enjoyed it. It was a different, a good different uh, takeaway. But but you're right, Miles. If you wanted something to just escape into, this was certainly not it. Right,
3: Dave? Question for you. I mean, yeah. Were you watching Atlantis when it was on?
0: No, I watched Atlantis. I watched that on the streaming and everything before. I, I think it, it had to have been before SGM came out. Cause I remember watching that first. I, I don't think I watched SGU right away when it aired. I think I we had to wait a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. Okay, I'm trying to remember. But yeah, I think I, I think I had watched all the original stuff before before this.
2: How much, I was trying to remember, how much of a break was there between the end of um, Stargate Atlantis and the beginning of Stargate Universe? Um, well, according to Wikipedia, it ran till 2009, you know, so it came right the on the heels it. of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I couldn't have watched it, then. I must have watched Atlantis after the fact. But... Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: So anyway, so, um, I, you know, I, I, so let's talk a little bit about the pilot episode itself. Um, Chr- Chrissy, let me, before you do that, Chrissy, did you, wa- did, I know you, you said that you prepared for the show, but did you watch any clips of the, um, of the pilot?
1: watched the very first episode and i couldn't get myself to keep going i don't know if it was because the show wasn't hooking me or the fact that i was still recovering from like a migraine the day before and i just had felled two trees and i was exhausted so i only watched
2: there could be a couple reasons here then, right?
1: Yeah, it could have been, like, I was just really, really tired when I decided to watch it yesterday, or, like, recovering from migraine, um, which you should not try and chop down two large, well, reasonably sized trees after a migraine, um, but needed done. So yeah, I only, nice. watched, I only just watched the first, I, the very first one, but it was a three-parter, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap, by so I read the cliff notes essentially of the other two episodes. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, let's talk, let's talk though a little bit about the first episode and there may be, maybe there was a reason. I mean, if the show would have been good enough, despite your migraine, you would think that you would have said, you know what? I'm intrigued. I want to see what happens. So the fact that you didn't continue, it is telling to some degree, either maybe where we're at personally, sometimes, uh about a show like this because it's definitely not a light show if you're going to get into it um you know i forgot about the premise of it being a little bit ender's game you know let's figure out a puzzle computer wise and suddenly it has relevancy in real life um and so i thought that that was kind of fun because i'd forgotten about it um I saw it, the political element about politicians being at the launch of it, and then them being thrust into this universe was also kind of interesting. Um, and I love, oh, I- and, I, and I love seeing, you know, I love seeing Jack O'Neill back and Samantha Carter and Daniel Jackson Jack and Jack. They, like all these people that you've grown to love. The fact that they made guest appearances here, I like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was interesting to hear the the politician basically saying, you know, things like, you know, why are we funding, you know, this giant space, essentially giant space program when we have, you know, terrestrial matters. And, you know, those, those are the sorts of things that you hear when they're talking about, you know, sending NASA up. And even when, you know, people are trying to do it for commercial reasons, people are like, okay, so you spend how many millions or billions of dollars on this thing when you could have been solving world hunger and and those sorts of things um so there was certainly definitely relevant commentary yes that was within the first episode and i did like that the start of the episode threw you into the action right away at first i was a little bit confused because it's not usually how these shows go um Because it had, like, more, like, lead-up of, oh, this is what's going on, and this is what's happening. And, you know, there might be a small, like, action sequence, but then it goes into how did you get here, as opposed to this episode, which had you flipping back and forth between present and past. Um, So it was an interesting format decision. I'm not sure if that was the best decision, but...
2: I just like that they beamed Eli up in his pajamas. That's all.
1: <laughs> well, I
3: love that whole interaction between O'Neill and, and, uh, um, Eli. I thought, uh, that, that was just classic O'Neill there. And, uh, you know, um, uh, Eli blows them off and then they, they beam him, uh, you know, on the ship and just like, I'm not taking, you know, I don't have time for this crap. You know? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to basically, uh, um, conscript you to help us out and, uh, yeah, you know, we'll take care of you and your mom, but um, you know, you, you, you solved the puzzle, and so you, you basically signed on to this. And uh, there's no if, and And this is
1: why you read the user agreement at the start of video games. That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some are buried in there that if you solve this puzzle, you will be conscripted into the United States Army.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs>
3: So that was kind of cool. I mean, the whole the whole uh, MMO and uh, you know, solving the puzzle and you know, they they they, they try to they, they put the puzzle into a game and try to find it, the smartest per- find somebody who could solve it because the, their, their smartest scientists uh, Rush can't solve it, so that they find some kid who you know math boy as he calls himself, and uh, he solves it. Right. Yeah.
2: You know, I did like you know. I did like in the show that we see, like the, uh, you know, this is one of moning's Ning's uh, Ming Na Wen's early roles before you know Marvel, before Discovery, and you know, so it was neat to see her in this again.
3: Yeah, she did all right after uh, Universe.
2: Yeah, she did.
3: Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I-, I liked. The, the opening, you, you kind of get a little tour of the ship. The ship is starting to wake up because the Stargate has been activated and, you know, And then it, it, they show you around the ship and then they take you to the Stargate room and then um, it comes on and it's shooting people out of the wormhole, out of the uh, um, the event horizon or whatever. And uh, I thought that, well, that's interesting. People are not, they're not walking or running through it. They're being shot out of it like a cannon. Mm-hmm. So that that was a great way to start the show, I thought. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting, the physics of that, because you assume that they're running through and then they're getting shot, so it makes you wonder, is it because the ship is actively moving at the time? Is that what's going on? And so, but so are planets. I, I
3: took it as, it's a very volatile wormhole established, because it's from our galaxy to several other galaxies away and the planet is uh, you know, kind of self-destructing at the moment, so it's that's why it's not a peaceful or smooth transition from one side of the wormhole to the other and then the the explosion shoots out uh, Curly Young his his, uh, entrance is even more abrupt than everybody else's That's what I took out of it.
1: Well, suppose an explosion behind you might do that. Yes.
3: Yes, I think it would.
1: I'd have to get down to the physics of that. Of course, one would have to know the physics of wormholes to begin with. My next rainy day project, I don't know.
2: Yeah, there you go. go.
1: Reading reading quantum physics on theoretical stuff, which sometimes I do. You like real science with your sci-fi. I I really do, um, sometimes I get into areas that I'm going, huh, I'm not sure that I understand this right now, but I'm gonna go look this up somewhere, and then you end up in very weird parts of the internet, just not like weird, scary weird, more like weird, like, oh, that's that's a new thing that I didn't realize existed, and terms I didn't know, so, (laughs) just... Give myself a physics degree to understand science fiction. <laughs> Who knows?
3: And then you can explain it to me later.
1: Sure! Uh-huh. <laughs> it takes
3: all the fun out of it. So, after having watched the other series, I, 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 I've i seen the pilot a few times over the years. I, 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 I do enjoy this show. I bought the Blu-rays. Um, but um, the callbacks to the other series. Uh, we'll see... The um, communication stones get used, and that's a that's a. There's some really interesting things they do with that, as far as they can still communicate with people from Earth and, and visit Earth by swapping bodies with the person on on, on the other side. I and
2: forgot they did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
3: So that that creates some interesting situations there. Uh, that I suppose can-
1: the only way to explain that would be quantum entanglement. Cause uh, how else cuz how inferior, else yeah. well there would be no other way there has to be some there would have to be quantum entanglement involved cuz it's the only way to have instantaneous across multiple billions of layers cuz otherwise the signal would just take you know thousands of years to go from the ship to earth right <laughs> quantum entanglement
3: that, that 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 works for me
1: yeah there we go very good. I just explain your magic space stones.
2: There you go. I like I like that magic space stones. But you know, I you know, I, as I so I'm thinking about the series, and I think that the series ended kind of abruptly, if I recall. But I did like the way they ended the series with Eli standing on the bridge of the ship. Yes. I thought that was a great ending to a show that was kind of going out into the wide beyond, even though it felt unfinished.
3: But. Yeah, and that that big room, wherever—I mean, that's where a lot of people, the characters would gather and watch. You know, right. when the ship was in FTL, you know, flying around, it was that was a kind of a gathering place. So that was a that was a neat little room that they had to to do that with.
2: So, you know, this show lasted what two seasons, um, and they canceled it because of declining viewership. Uh, what was either going on in the world or maybe in the show itself that that in your in, you know, anyone here in in your thoughts would contribute to it just not. I mean the other the other shows ran you know well Atlantis was five six seasons and then Stargate uh, itself ran ten seasons. I mean,
1: when did the writer's strike happen?
2: I don't know, but they they released continuous shows from 2009 till two thousand nine until end of two thousand eleven.
0: So,
3: so I, I mean I think declining ratings probably had something to do with it, but I also think it was. Uh, reality shows were cheaper to produce and so even the sci-fi channel got into uh, reality shows even had wrestling on um, and so I think that may have had a lot to do with um, maybe uh, cancelling SGU and SGU probably was an expensive show to produce All, all the visual effects and everything yeah
1: yeah. yeah I was trying to think of what's all going on then, because. 9 to 11,
0: there
2: wasn't much.
1: Yeah, 2009. Yeah. um know. Last,
3: last Runner Strike was back in f- February 2008.
1: So yeah fun. so it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the writer strike I guess um because a lot of shows got weird at that point and then like kind of just went downhill from there so I don't know
2: so all the I mean, all that I see about it is that they had sci-fi had committed to two seasons based on the popularity of sg1 and the popularity of Stargate atlantis. And they, they, they felt confident that SGU would commit to a two, they committed to a two season deal as long as the show met certain milestones along the way and it failed to hit these milestones. He doesn't say what those milestones are, but they have tried improving ratings. If you remember the viewing slots got switched, they tried, they, they they began airing at different nights and they just couldn't get it to perform the way they wanted. Um, I think they said, uh, but the one article that I read says that the core problem, seems to be that it it was actually a bold and experimental new direction for the franchise. Um, Much more serial, less, less perhaps campy and fun than the other series were.
3: I I think that was, yeah, I I think that, that, that probably was, it it was just so different from what they were used to that it, it alienated the fan base and, most of the fan base just didn't um, sign up for it mm-hmm. when, when Universe came out.
1: Yeah, and I would imagine that a lot of people who are newer to it, um, unlike Miles, probably thought like, "Well, am I even going to know what's going on? Am I like, do I want to put in the work of trying to figure out, you know, what's going on because they're going to have all these callbacks to this other sh- to these other shows that I don't know." Um, especially if it's like a continuation of the story and not necessarily, you know, set in a completely different time line than or point in time than the other shows. Because yeah. with like Star Trek: The Next Generation, you're going, you know, literally a whole generation. Star Trek Voyager is again, you know, completely different. So.
3: Yeah, and I think season two, they tried maybe lighten the tone a little bit and try to bring back some things that were familiar. I mean, um, Richard Dean Anderson definitely made some guest appearances. Um, we saw um, David Hewitt, um, McKay make a few appearances. Uh, Robert Ricardo. Guest starred, so I mean, I mean, if you're a fan of the past shows, you know, you had that. There was they visited a planet that they had visited on SG one to try to, you know, use that to create a wormhole to the ship. So all that to say is that they, they try. I think the season two they to try to gain back some of the old fans. They tried to employ some some things that were familiar, uh, but. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, so you know, it's it's hard to know exactly what to say. I mean the destiny certainly was an interesting ship, you know. Each each incarnation of Stargate took place, you know, you had Cheyenne Mountain with SG one and then you had Atlantis, this floating city in a different you know, in the Pegasus galaxy, right? And then you have a completely different universe and Stargate universe and you're on a ship and so they do something different with each one, which in some ways kept it fresh. Um, and the Destiny itself kind of became a character, much like Atlantis did, right? But, you know, in the end, it, it, did, it did feel kind of flat in comparison to the others. But. And so maybe, yeah. maybe, Chrissy, there's a reason that, you know, you watch the other pilots and you get to this pilot, and like, oh, this just isn't grabbing me. It didn't grab a lot of people, it seems.
1: Yeah, it really just didn't grab me. That's a lot of things are grabbing me lately, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just like old and jaded now and yeah, like, back in my day, Because <laughs> 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 I'm turning 34 this year. I'm now old and decrepit. I'll get my canes are shaking at you young and nappers, don't know what the design fiction is.
2: <laughs> get me my laughter.
0: <work. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Uh, I didn't. But I do know that the Mandalorian is good sci-fi. I'm just saying.
2: That is true. That is true. I did see that they continued SGU in a comic book series. Miles, did you read that? I I did.
3: I um, I I, I bought. You know, there's a few comics. um, You know, so it was it was basically try. I guess try to give you some. A little sequel to the to the season series finale and um I uh I we I even told one of the one one of the guys who ended up being one of the cast members for the second season, uh Michael Tapode. Um I said, Yeah, they uh you know, he didn't know they were coming out with a, a, a comic and I said, Yeah and so I showed him, you know, let him look at mine, which was kinda cool. Um but uh
0: there you go. But no,
3: uh, there, there hasn't anything any, any other follow through. I mean, they're, they're still they, they've been put still putting out Stargate novels occasionally, but there hasn't been anything else with the Universe. And I, and I think there's there's still there's still some untapped stories to tell in that in SGU. Um,
2: well, I did see in 2014 they launched a Kickstarter to get a season three, mm-hmm. trying to raise 27 million dollars. They obviously did not do that. But they made the attempt, made the attempt to
1: how much did they raise?
2: I don't know that it says. It just says they fell short, fell far short, so
1: oh. yeah. sometimes if if enough people back these crazy ideas, um, you know, even if it wouldn't pay for the whole thing, it demonstrates to a studio or, or um that it's worth doing. I think they did that with one of the Castle... I think it was one of the Castlevania games. Um, The studio or whatever game producers... I cannot talk tonight. I still have a a migraine. I do apologize. (laughs) Um, It's all right. Yeah, that's how I know. It's like when my word finding goes out the window. I'm like, oh, it's coming. Um, Basically said... No, we're not going to pay for that. And then he made a Kickstarter. And because he was able to demonstrate through that, that there was enough people clamoring for the next Castlevania games then they produced it.
3: Right.
2: So. Sometimes they do that, right? But um, I I don't think they, they obviously did it with SGU. And I think it's fair. Yeah.
0: You
2: know, characters, certainly memorable characters, Robert Carlyle's character, Eli, and uh, there were some interesting characters, but it just wasn't enough to carry the show.
3: Yeah, yeah I think the fact that it was just, that it was called Stargate probably hurt them more than it helped them, um, because the, the fans fans are loyal and they like what they like, and this just deviated so much from what they're used to that, uh, that, they just couldn't get on board. Yeah.
2: You know, I saw it compared to star Trek, deep space nine. What do you think of that comparison? Are that those parallels between the shows? I, there's well, as far as, well, tone, as, far as I, probably more tone than it was. Than def, you,
3: yeah. yeah. There's definitely more tone. I would say, yeah, def, there, there's some tone. Um, it's, it's a little more gritty. Um, I would compare it to to Ballester Galactica* just because it, you know it was, it was a char- more of a character-driven show, and, and and but also like *Star Trek: Voyager* because it was, it was a, a survival show, except a little more realistic. We would see um, the ship look the worst for wear, and right. *Voyager* always looked like it just came off the assembly line. Um, <laughs> But, uh, they
1: had some really good mechanics on that ship. I mean, for all the stuff that they, it went through, just absolutely superb. My hats <laughs> go off to them.
2: Yeah, off to the Voyager crew. of
1: uh, yeah, Torres
3: and her engineering team just they, they, they just, <laughs> just get,
1: Well, I mean, she just kicked butt both you know, alien and apparently any damage to the ship. She just kicked it right into uh, perfection. Yeah.
3: So I mean, so that, that, those are the comparisons I would make with uh, Universe with uh, other shows.
2: Well, makes sense.
3: But I know what I mean. We, we we're talking about why the show may not have worked. I enjoyed the show. I watched it from beginning to end. I've I oh, rewatched me too. it, and I I thought it had some interesting, like the conflicts with the show. You know, they had a mutiny between the or, or between the. the um, the civilians and the military. Um, you know, you had constant, um, this constant tension between Dr. Rush and uh, Colonel Young. Um, you know, you just not sure, you know, what Russia's motive. I mean, Rush wants to be on the ship and he wants to, you know, and and Young wants to try to get everybody home. And that there was always that tension between the two. There is. Uh, um, but, uh, what did
2: you think about the fact that, you know, in in SG-1, we have the gold. And then in Stargate Atlantis, we have the wraith. Stargate Universe, they only had themselves as enemies. I mean, yeah, they were like, there was like the monster of the week, as you can say, or the alien of the week. But it wasn't any, like, overarching baddie like there was in the other series.
3: Well, yeah, and, and the baddies were, you know entertaining just as entertaining as the heroes were so this this shows like you know no the the bad guys are sometimes us and uh in in a stargate format that you
2: know maybe we don't like maybe maybe we don't like that as entertainment because we see that all the time in the news that that could be you know you know i if i want to see a baddie i want to see an alien creature where we go up against and we see the best in humanity uh, I don't want to see us going up against the worst in humanity, right? To so maybe or we're trying trying, maybe to make sure to that, that
1: you don't cross the line All between, right. you know, because in those situations. You know, principles and values are all well and good, but in a survival situation, sometimes they kind of go out the window. Right. Or you make justification as to why you can temporarily suspend those values in order to achieve the higher goal, whatever that goal may be. I mean, I certainly do enjoy watching things that explore, you know the psychological, which is why I'm, I'm almost surprised that the show didn't grab me. So I don't know whether maybe there was just too much going on the first episode that I was just like, eh, to it. Um
3: but I give it another chance sometime. Yeah, maybe. When you um, don't
2: when you aren't chopping trees and when you don't have a migraine.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh. Yes. Yeah. That would that would probably be Two things I don't
2: recommend doing on the same day. <laughs> so, any other comments as far as either actors? We didn't really talk about the music, but uh, you know, any any commentary on anything anything else in the show before we wrap up our discussion of Stargate Universe?
3: Well, if for listeners who are fans of the show that did enjoy it, like you, know, you and I did, Scott and uh, uh, Dave, uh, you know, you, we, we've we've had a chance to interview. Uh, One of the leads, uh, Peter Calamus, he played uh, Adam Brody uh, at uh, Shore Leave a few years back. Uh, We also uh, interviewed uh, uh, Mike Depode, who has been on lots of Canadian science fiction over the years and has been on all the Stargate uh, shows. We've we've, we've talked with him, had a great interview with him a few years back, and and we've... um, we, we, we've interviewed Richard D. E. Anderson uh, a while back, too. So if you're, if, if, if you're a fan of Stargate Universe and the other shows, uh, we, we have a nice body of work of uh, interviews from a lot of these people.
2: Oh, um, Samantha the Carter, shows. too.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, we, we've interviewed her, too. Right.
2: Well, thank you so much. Any other thought, David, uh, Chrissy? Any other thoughts
0: about the show? Yeah, give it a try I mean yeah if you like the other ones yeah, you know like it's, said, it's, it's certainly play, it's, it certainly yeah. it certainly
2: plays in the Stargate sandbox right so mm-hmm.
0: absolutely
2: so and I, I
3: think this show will get you know it's kind of like Enterprise Enter, Enterprise was not appreciated when it was first on but I. but now that you know with, with the advent of streaming some people who have never really watched it have get, watched it now like it you know Maybe maybe a few years, Target Universe might um, be like a you know appreciated that like that as well. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does certainly help when you can watch it, you know, back Con- to back. To yeah, back continuously. continuously.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning and those of you who are listened and uh, have enjoyed Stargate Universe. We would love to hear your thoughts about it. You can email them at sci-fi gmail.com or post it on our Facebook page. And uh, we'd be happy to hear your thoughts about Stargate Universe. Um, but I believe that's about it. So uh, unless there's anything else, Miles, you want to take us out of the show?
3: Sure. So until next time, good night and good luck. We
2: will see you.
1: Leave your tips on the table. And go
2: home. Oh. I thought you were gonna say, "Wear your damn mask."
1: <laughs> I I am so over anything.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my!
1: I I'm currently having internal fights about mask wearing in the shelter, and I just don't even want to think about masks at the moment.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I have- we don't have that at all, do we, at David's school? I mean. Man, no, everyone no. wears them. Everyone's compliant. We're cool, right?
1: You know what? The next time a parent says that it should be their choice what the kids wear, you should be like, okay, well then I guess we're just gonna get rid of the dress code and girls shouldn't have to wear their tops anymore. And you know, we're just apparently anarchy. Well, people do already know right now, Well.
2: <laughs> well <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's work.
1: what I feel like when I start hearing people like start arguing, like, okay, well I'll just, there we go. Apparently we're just having anarchy. No one has to wear anything.
2: That's right. Bring you it. Go. it
0: the
2: I'm, uh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be coming to work in a thong. Let's do it. Let's
1: do it. Hey, you know what? Things gotta breathe.
2: Oh yeah, I'm not arguing that. i just I'm just arguing that I'm thinking I'm gonna blind my students when I do that. Oh my gosh.
0: And the better part is I can pull the camera footage of him walking down the halls like that and we will have it forever.
2: <laughs> which, I, which is why I would never do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Oh. Yeah, on that note. Well, two weeks, I guess we're going to do this again. Um, we're just going to do like a regular show catching up. We'll have some pilots out.
3: Right. Ooh. And we could talk about, you know, maybe, maybe other past sci-fi shows pilot we could watch sometime absolutely um we'll see what's that let's see what's streaming with something we could all watch
2: we, we, we did talk about doing like current pilots and what we're thinking in the shows that would be the we other that. that would be the other avenue to take so
3: we, we, we could do that too so um okay. but uh yeah i'm open yeah yeah i was hoping you yeah. There was a show out back in the '90s called Space Above and Beyond, and I was trying to see if I was available for streaming. I never, I didn't watch it at the time, but I, I'd, I'm I'd for checking it out. Um, there was another show called uh, Jeremiah. It had, um, uh, I had.
2: I I remember watching Jeremiah, post-apocalyptic.
3: I, yeah, um, what's his name? Um, Malcolm Jamal Warner and um, the guy from Beverly Hills, nine hundred two and O. Not Jason Priestley. Luke Luke Perry. Luke Perry. They 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 started it. uh, That was a really good show. Um, Whenever they had a marathon on Sci-Fi Channel, I would try to record a bunch of them and try to watch them. Uh, uh, Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, we have some things to consider. We can talk about it online and uh, make some
3: decisions. All right. All right. Hey, I see. All right. Hey, it was good hanging out with you both. Yeah.